It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're going to be sauce our regardless. Chicago, come to the South Side. Like the fancy island. With your South Siders, Shane Reardon and Gabe Ramirez. We're excited. It's going to be a good time. Go White Sox. Welcome to another episode edition of Southsiders Podcast, a White Sox fan podcast uh, with myself, Shane Reardon, and Gabe Ramirez. You can find me on Twitter at Shane underscore Reardon and on Instagram at Shane's Meet. You can find Gabe on both platforms at Chicago underscore Gabe. Gabe, forget the White Sox for a second. How like are you doing? Um, I hear a baby in the background today. Do you already? I tried to close the door, man. I'm like, damn. Oh, there she goes. Hey, no, it's life. Yeah. There, there's no sense in, in trying to make people believe that we're something that we're not. Yeah. We've got kids at home. It's life. Yeah. And you know what's funny is that so upstairs I have my wait, babysitter. Cause sure. I my wife keeps calling her the na- like we got a nanny, and I'm like, no, no, no. Then people will start counting our money. I'm yeah. like, so we have a babysitter that comes by to watch the kid, you know. Good. So she's upstairs. But here, I know my wife's never gonna listen to this podcast. Like, I I, I tell my wife, she comes downstairs, right? And I'm like, hey don't let the baby see you. Cause she's going to go fucking crazy. And I'm like, yeah. so like sneak behind me, me baby doesn't care so much about. Right. So the baby sees me, I log on, I see Tyler, our producer, and then the babysitter t- takes the baby. And I say, Hey, you gotta go upstairs. I gotta do this podcast. She's like, cool. My wife, of course, after I just told her that walks into the room to give her a sweater. Cause the AC's up there. She's like, Oh, I just wanted to make sure you were warm. And I'm like, why in the world would you do that knowing that the baby so the baby's crying for like five minutes and i'm like guys i gotta close this door i gotta start this podcast and then my wife comes out and she's like did you call me and i was like no i didn't oh my god get your ass in the room bro the baby's going crazy so she's like let me feed her let me feed her and i'm like so she walks back in the room to feed the baby and so what you just heard was the drop off of the baby after she fed her because it's like of course the baby's gonna cry no matter what she don't want milk she wants her mom okay. so okay so here, here's my question and forgive me I, and i i got it got dark again i'm sorry i yeah, no I idea saw that. where the sun went like I'm, I'm sitting right next to a window and the sun just went away um explain to me why you need a babysitter if your wife is going to feed the kid anyway yeah so my wife works from home okay so she has she works for the federal government she has like a real big time job shout out to anybody who has wives that make six figures it makes life so much easier so hey whatever she says i'm in yeah okay 
You want a babysitter? Okay. So do I. <laughs> yeah. I got to go do things too. So yeah, you, you work from home, but you, but you're not home. I get it. I get it. I yes. get so yeah. So that's how we have a babysitter and my wife breastfeeds. So okay. yes, you got to do that, that whole thing. All right. That's it. That makes sense then. <laughs> yeah. What about well, you? But- what you got? I see you with the XRT shirt. You shouting out Lynn Bramer over there or what? Yeah, of course. I'm always shouting out Lynn Bramer. Um, Lynn Bramer brought us a lot of power to our Odyssey softball game on Monday night. We hung up his jersey in the dugout. And uh, what did we win? What did we beat Scandal by? 19 to 6? Something I took like my, that? I, I, I was trying to take myself out of the game in the third quarter because we yeah, were stop doing third, that. third inning. I feel bad, dude. I feel bad. You Okay. I, I don't want to say his name on the podcast, but there's certain people that I feel really bad for that are on the team that just sit around there. And I'm like, okay, I understand I'm taking up a slot. You know, I, I, I can give somebody these innings. We're going to win. Like, we were obviously going to win that game. So it was like, we're going to win. Let me just, you know, let somebody else get a shot. Yeah, but at that point, when you were trying to take yourself out, it was like 6-2 to two or something like that. Or no, seven to two. no, dude. It was like 13-1 to one or something like that, dude. It was, was like, really? We were dominating. We were up by 10 for sure. I would never have said that if we weren't up 10. But we were up 10. Uh-huh. And then it was like, you know. Yeah, like three or four guys that can hit home runs in a 16-inch softball league. It's like yeah. semi-unfair to have that kind of a team. Like if we're crushing. Yeah, I, I do feel kind of bad because we have like the <laughs> – yeah. but here's the thing. This this is where I don't feel bad. Every other media team, like media entity in this league, they don't have all members from their respective stations or whatever. Sure. We are the only team that every single person on the team is from one of our radio stations. Yeah. So I take pride in that. So that, although true. I have more radio stations to, to pull from when I build the roster, I take pride in the fact that we are sticking to the, the Rules. unwritten rule yeah. of, Hey, make it more fun. Have everyone from your media entities be in the team. And, and I'll also say Shane is like, let's win the championship first. And then next year yeah. we could worry about, you know, getting guys in a lot yeah. and, you know, yeah. messing with your team so you can make a run for the playoffs. But I, I like the mindset where it's like, no, we're in destroy mode from the, from right now until the time that the season ends, we, we take no prisoners. When are the white Sox going to be in destroy mode? Because I am watching Larry Garcia half-ass throw a ball in from center field on his back foot when he couldn't get to it uh, the other day. What was that, Wednesday? I'm watching Larry Garcia get picked off from third base uh, with Yohan Moncada at the plate and a runner on second and two outs, and you're down one. I'm watching Jose Abreu get doubled off uh, on a liner to the right side, doubled off at first base. I'm watching a, I don't want to call them lazy, but an uninspired baseball team. Yeah. After, they looked pretty darn good before the the All-Star break, and then the the series right after the All-Star break. Yeah, it's tough because when you're seeing those things happen, you're saying to yourself, well, we, we heard the initiative, the don't run hard to first base because we want to protect our legs. But you got to understand there's a trickle-down effect to that. If you're not telling guys to play hard like Matt Eberflus in the Chicago Bears, you know, if you're not telling guys to play hard from the absolute beginning, it's tough to have them have, be in that mindset and playing hard as the game goes on, right? You, what did all your coaches say growing up? You you play how you practice, right? And so if you have guys that are like, – I, I think you tweeted it out or maybe it was you where you're like, drop third strikes, guys ain't running to first base. Like what's that about, right? And then so if you're not doing that, if you're not in the game in that way and you're just hoping for base hits and home runs and as opposed to, you know, station-to-station baseball, then you're going to get what you got. And and, and you mentioned Laurie Garcia. Even on the, on the play in the bottom of the ninth when they hit that base hit to right and he was playing right, it's not like he was like at the warning track when he threw that ball. He was damn near touching the second baseman. He still couldn't make it to the plate in time. That, that one was frustrating to me. So I think all around it's just – they're not. I think they have to come to the realization that 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 they're not until they do, right? Instead of me hoping that they will and then them not, I, I just think I'm I'm hoping I'm just like they're not. 
And then I'm just, if they do, it'll be awesome. You know? Seems like you got a lot of 24, 25, 26, 27 year olds who can't play more than one game in a row with an off day on either end, bookending two games. I understand that you're not going to put Elo Jimenez in left field in Colorado because it's the biggest outfield in baseball. And it's somewhat difficult to ask Ismani Grandal to catch two days in a row, especially when the day before was a night game and then a day game. But that's a problem with how the team was built then. If yeah. you know you if you, if you know all you have is a bunch of first base DH types, what the hell are you doing building a roster like that? Why yeah. can't a twenty four year old? What's wrong with Andrew Vaughn? Like, why can't he play three games in a row? He's not a difference maker. What's wrong with Eloy Jimenez? If he can't play the outfield and he can't what whatever, why is he fucking activated? Yeah, it's like why why you know you're you're saving guys for a playoff run that is non existent right now. Uh, and you're, you're trying to save guys. I'm curious what you thought. I'm glad we get a chance to talk right now. I'm, I'm curious what you thought about Liam Hendricks not coming out for the second game. Speaking of not playing games back to back, I know he pitched 20. I know he threw 27 pitches or 26 pitches or whatever on the first game against Colorado. And it was a night game, granted. But then the next day, you know, it's a tight game. And if this were the playoffs, Liam Hendricks will be out there pitching that second game and then Kendall Graveman pitched the day before and he pitched 11 so you're talking about the difference of 15 pitches if you're trying to use the justification well Kendall Graveman only threw 11 so therefore we could throw him out there but we well and, and I know the bullpen's short but I don't know Liam's a dog I feel like he's the, I, I can't imagine him saying no nah, I'm straight I'm not gonna go out there today like what did you think yeah. about him not going well, out the second day Liam Hendricks takes a I'm trying to get the name of the medication right now. Liam Hendricks takes a medication that in high altitude uh, makes his fingers a little numb sometimes. Okay. So the reason he couldn't go back to back in um, Colorado is because of the altitude mixed with the medication that he takes. So uh, it 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 heightens the fingers being numb. So I don't know if you saw him on MLB Central during the All-Star break. Um, uh, he was talking about that a little bit and him saying the White Sox won't let him go back to back. It all has to do with the medication that he takes uh, for the nerve damage or the not the uh, the elbow. The I can't remember what fucking yeah. thing in okay. whatever it is. The one that that put him out for like three four weeks or whatever. Um, the altitude heightens the the numbness of the fingers coupled with the medication. So I'm okay. fine with that. Um, I'm more not fine with Joe Kelly having another nerve issue with the bicep and not being able to finish that inning coupled with. Tony La Russa in post in Colorado on Wednesday, not knowing what the injury was. I don't know if you heard him in, in post with those reporters, yeah. but, but he's he's like adamant with the reporters that no, it's not an arm issue. It's not an arm issue for, for Joe Kelly. And then someone reads in the report and he snaps like, what was the report? Like, <laughs> what are you talking it, about? It was, it was a bicep. He's got, yeah. he's got a bicep problem. That's, that's, a, that's a big arm problem. It's just... You got, you got your guy, Ronaldo. I don't know if he's still following you on Instagram. You yes. got him on the DL. Um, you got your guy Lance Lynn who's shoving right now that you want you don't even want to. He to pitched put on one him. game. Stop saying he's shoving. He pitched one good game, bro. Come on. Anyway, <laughs> we're not gonna get into that. I hope he keeps pitching well. But dude, it looks like you know, whereas I was giving Han some shit about him saying, you know, that the bullpen was the biggest area of need. And I just thought to myself, well, I feel like the bullpen's been doing fine. But when you get to a game like game two of against Colorado where the bullpen was thin, you didn't have Ronaldo, you couldn't pitch Liam, you know, you got, you know, you're just, you, who, who else were you going to put in? Tanner Banks instead of um, Kendall Graveman. Vinny Duber was on my show the other day, and he actually broke that down to me because I didn't understand it. I was like, what, what, what was going on there? So he was telling me how there was the only person left in the bullpen was Tanner, 
Tanner Banks. And so, I mean, I was like, oh, okay, well then I guess it'd be nice if we had another, you know, bullpen arm, bullpen arm out there. And then you start getting bummed out about the lefty arms that you could have had, or like, what would your bullpen look like if you had Garrett Crochet and Bummer in that rotation uh, in the back end and, and, and how much better your team would be, or at least the ability to close out games like that. But again, I, it, it, that's not a, that's not a, that's not our problem. That's that's management's problem. Like, why 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 isn't that taken care of? Why isn't why are we why don't we have somebody in the farm system that can eat up a couple of innings, you know, that can do something like that? I don't know. It's just it's just frustrating, man. It's just the frustration continues, Shane. Frustration yeah, I, continues I, it's it, it's a you know how much I love Rakan, and I will I'll go out of my way to defend him if I have to. But it's a it's a roster construction issue. They did spend money on the bullpen, um, and so I don't. I can't really get mad at them for that because they went out and made the necessary moves. And yeah. some could say that they spent maybe a little bit too much money on the bullpen uh, between Joe Kelly and, and Kendall Graveman, but they made the necessary moves there. The fact that Garrett Crochet isn't healthy yet, the fact that Aaron Bummer can't stay healthy, that's I'm not going to blame that on roster construction because right. those are two good arms. Um, I think the biggest issue or the biggest need right now is transferred away from the bullpen because Jimmy Lambert has looked pretty good in his last nine, 10 outings coming out of the bullpen. I like him as the, as the first right-handed arm sometimes uh, as long as it's not Jose Ruiz, which who we almost saw <laughs> come out in that when they were up, what, what was it? Three to one or whatever yeah. in Colorado on Tuesday night. Um, the biggest area of need right now is they need another starting pitcher. They need someone. I, I don't know if that's like a Tyler Maley in in Detroit, or if you want to sell the farm for Tariq Scooball in Detroit because they're going to make him available. Yeah, I don't know who it is, but they need a starting pitcher. I'm okay with the bullpen right now. Yeah, it seems like the Giants have become sellers at the trade deadline, seeing uh, realizing that they're not going to be able to jump either team out there in the West or any of the wildcard teams. So, I mean, there's people available on uh, in their in their rotation, but man, you're right. I mean, what did you think about people? You know, I saw John Morosi tweet out that you know the Sox aren't trading Giolito or Lance Lynn obviously I'm not saying whether they should or they shouldn't the question I have for you it's more so what did you think about that where it's like two guys that you maybe could have got rid of so that that way you could bring in another starting arm are you looking for a starter with those guys no you're not going to trade two starting pitchers to then bring in a starting pitcher right that's what I was saying I was like why was anybody even talking about that no (laughs) well I mean you would talk about it if you were se- if they were sellers. If the Sox were seven, eight games back right now and and ten games under five hundred, then yeah, I would fully expect them to do everything they can to trade both Lance Lynn and Lucas Giolito, and even Ronaldo Lopez if he was healthy. Because um, if you're asking for a start, Shane, I guess I'm asking what, what where are you where are you moving pieces? I mean, it, it, it depends depends on the, the quality of the starter. I, I, it's um, it, okay. it's it, it's a Colson Montgomery or it's a Lenin Sosa or it's uh, Yolbert Sanchez or it's a uh, Yoki Cespedes or Oscar Colas. Like, it all depends on the quality of the starter. And if you're talking Tariq Skubal, then yeah, it's it's the best you've got. It's Colson Montgomery and it's Yoki Cespedes and it's Oscar Colas. All that, um, but it's just this entire season. It's just been like right there, right in front of you. Like you can reach your arm out and first place is, is, is you right trying there. to plug your, your phone charger in behind your bed. You know, when you're reaching your arm down there <laughs> trying to find the outlet, it's like, you know, the outlet is right there, but you can't, it, you don't know if you have to turn it 90 degrees or 90 degrees the other yeah, way, yeah. or if it's like a three prong and, and you only have a two prong. Like yeah. that is the White Sox right now. That's what it feels like being a White Sox fan. You can see it. And you know you have the proper equipment. 
you know you're plugging it into an outlet. Yeah. But the outlet is just diluting you. And and no one wants to get up and turn on the light. No. <laughs> the, no. You don't want to get out of bed. You don't want to get out of bed. There, no that. one wants to get up and move the mattress a little bit so you can so you can plug it yeah. in. You want to know why? Because you feel like you can do it. That's what it is. That's what the socks are. They feel like they can do it. And everyone's like, gosh, it's right there. Look, it's right there. Do it. And you're that's the fans talking to the, the Chicago White Sox right now. And it is frustrating, man. I mean, geez, to lose that second game against the Colorado Rockies, it was like the perfect setup for, you know, a, a, a second half. Like, I, I, I can't I can tell you how many times I've heard of teams and they're like, oh, since the All-Star break, they've blah, 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 fill in the blank. And I was so hoping that the White Sox are going to be that team. And so when you had that second game against Colorado, you're like, OK, we could take these two. We go to Oakland, just win the series. I don't need you to sweep the o- Oakland A's. I just need you to win that series. And now it's like, if even if you win the series at Oakland this weekend, it still it feels like blah, because you should. And you should win two out of three against that team, you know? So it, I guess it's like the, the launching pad that I wanted the Colorado Rockies to be, you know, with days off before and after the series. And it just it just feels like more of the same from this Chicago White Sox team, which is which is frustrating. What do you think they're thinking? What do you think they're thinking? I think they're thinking the same things that we are. I mean, I think they're probably a little bit more confident than we are, but they know their abilities, but their, their frustration is the same as ours. They're going out, excuse me, they're going out there every single day and not seeing the results that they know they're capable of. Um, and it doesn't help that they've been built up to be this world favorite for this. And expectations can sometimes be your greatest downfall. And I yeah. believe that this team, without the proper leadership and proper management, has become a victim of expectation. And that absolutely sucks because I talk about on Parkinson Spiegel often that I don't even like sports that much. The only sport that I even have left like with a little bit of meatballness is baseball. The yeah. White Sox are the only team that I still feel a little bit of a lot of fandom for, but right. the, it's the only sport that I even care about anymore. Like I'll watch the bears on a Sunday, but I don't really give a shit. Like right. I give a shit because I have to give a shit for work, not because right. I actually enjoy it. Right, right, right. And now you're and, and you're a season ticket holder for the White Sox, so so it's a little it's a little different because of that. You got your money invested. It's a, in it's a slap in the face game. Yeah. You're like the one team that I like. I'm absolutely, in, they hate me. They hate, why do yeah. you guys hate me? <laughs> why do you guys hate me so much, man? I keep losing these games. What have you been doing with your tickets in this like these like like the weeks before and weeks after today? Like, what have you been doing with them? So, Doing the word of the day, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm trying to. That, that was I. I don't know if we've recorded since the last time this happened, but I tried to give away a pair of my tickets for the prize on Parkinson's Beagle Word of the Day, and the guy said no. He just wanted some six seventy the score pens. He wanted me to go oh into the prize the, the, the prize closet, and he's like, yo. You guys used to like give out uh, prize packages with like a cup. It's actually this cup. With like this okay. cup that changes colors when the water's in there, yeah. or, or and like pens and stuff like that. Do you still have those? I said you want you want pens. <laughs> These are my tickets. My, like These are my tickets, by the way. Yeah, like one hundred level, close to the field White Sox seats. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm, I like I love the pens and I'm I'm out of them. And he was a Sox so, fan too. <laughs> exactly. If that's not enough to tell you that it's been literally impossible to even yeah. give my seats away for free. Yeah. I am taking a loss here, Gabe. And last year I made money. Oh, really? I made $100 last year total 
over over the course of the year. That's that's solid because that I means know. you went to a bunch of games and made money. Yeah. So that's when it, it's when you know it's good. What do you? Okay, I, I don't want to talk about actual players, right? I don't want to talk about players and who we can get, but I want to talk about more so like a futuristic grade that we're giving the White Sox as the trade deadline approach. Like, do you think we're going to do something? Or do you think it's going to be like a blah C grade type of trade deadline? Like, I don't want to talk about players. We don't got to talk about who they're going to get or positions. I'm just more so like, you know, as fans talking about what do you think they're going to do as that day approaches? I think the White Sox are going to tell you the same thing that they've told you every year in that the all-star that was injured before the all-star break and before the deadline that's healthy around the deadline, mm. it, that's your free agent acquisition. That's your trade at the Luis deadline. Luis Robert is the, is the move. Luis Robert, Yasmani Grandal hitting again, Eloy's back. Look it, you just traded for, for three all-stars at the deadline that you didn't have before. Like, it's bullshit. That's crap. They're, they're going to do something. They will, if they're in the hunt in, like, if they sweep the A's, Right. And they're a game out of first place or they're in first place or something like that. And Tuesday rolls around. They will acquire a couple of bullpen arms. They might acquire a second baseman or a power hitting right fielder, a, 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 a lefty power bat. I don't right. know who that is right now. I don't know what Rick is thinking, but they're not going to stand pat. If they do stand pat, it's just pure negligence. And the sun's so you're, back. So, you're, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to use that analogy. The, the, <laughs> the sun coming back as the White Sox will make some sort of monumental acquisition at the trade deadline so you're saying a you're going a minus b plus in terms of a future grade that you would give them for what you think that they're going to do if if i'm grading something before it happens yeah yeah never even thought of doing before that's what you're doing yeah i'm going to expect to give the white Sox a b plus grade come august 3rd that's solid that's solid i I hope you're right what do you got i can't i can't i cannot get my brain to get out of the space that it's in right now. And the space that it's in right now is media mediocrity, which is a C. And I think that, okay. I think there's, I, I just think there's so many other teams trying to get the same things we're trying to get. And I don't think that we're going to be willing to give up the assets to get that. So I feel like it's going to be like, Oh, but well, we couldn't get this guy up here. So we got this bullpen guy and we couldn't get the, the, the number one left-handed power hitting outfielder. So we ended up getting this guy. So I feel like it's going to be like a C. I think it's going to be a C. I think we're going to have some mediocre moves. I don't think it's going to be anything that's going to change the narrative or change the trajectory of the team. It's just going to be an extra body in the dugout that, you know, I wish there was, I wish there was somebody that had like a lot of character, you know, like a character guy, not like, not like Nick Swisher, your favorite, but like, you know, someone that that had like some personality or some, some, that could loosen up this team a little bit. Cause I really think that's just what it is. Like loosen the fuck up. Like, like you guys are good, like, but you got to play that way. And there's so much pressure on you. So it's like loosen up so that that way you guys can play to your potential. And, And I think that's what they, that's what they need. Like a guy, a fun clubhouse guy, and and that to, that to me would be equally as important as a as a as a lefty bat or a bullpen you know arm lefty lefty arm out of the bullpen, so yeah so I'm going to see man because I just can't hype myself up it's like it's like you take a test and you, you're like man I, I think I did all right I don't, I don't know and then you get the grade back you're like oh shit I got an A or got a yeah. B or graded on a curve but right yeah. now I'm just going in thinking like they're they're, they're not going to do anything that's going to change the outcome of this season yeah it's like um <clears throat> what you want to feel is opening your 
banking app on your phone to look at your checking account on a Monday and like, mm. no, I didn't spend that much money this yeah. week. And like Ooh. there's there's still like 80% of my paycheck still in yeah. there, but really you've got like four hundred dollars in your checking yeah. account. It, and that's, I don't get paid for two weeks. <laughs> exactly. Like, how am I going to stretch four hundred dollars over the next two weeks? You know, or or you just avoid. I was it at all there costs. as a part timer, man. Dude. Yeah, that, that's that's what I would do when I was when I was part time, man. I would never ever, ever open my banking app. Yeah, never. I would Dude. just wait until I got that notification that. Hey, negative balance. Right. And then I would just, all right. Dude, I'm just like, stay home. I got money and I don't even look at it in my bank account. I'm just like, I'm like, oh, I know I, no. I went on vacation. I'll just wait for a couple of two weeks to pass yeah. by. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll look the, at it the next time a paycheck is, yeah, a paycheck is deposited. And hope that it's the number that I wanted to be in there. Exactly. I'm like, I'll do something like that. But it's frustrating, man. It is frustrating. All right. Well, let's look, let's look at some of these games that are coming up. I mean, obviously we just mentioned the, uh, we just mentioned the, the series against Oakland. We know that's going to do. Okay, and the other thing is this. You know how shitty it is to be a Sox fan is that you have an above 500 record in July and you still hate yourself. You know, right? You're like, I still hate myself. Why? Yeah, we're, but, we're, I mean, we're like games above 500. I was trying to convince myself that in that 19-game stretch leading up to the um, or 19 game stretch, the 15 game stretch, the 15 game stretch. <laughs> stretch in the division leading up to the all-star break. I was trying to convince myself they're going to go 12 and three. This team's oh. going to go 12 and three and put all my worries behind. And they're going to have a great break during the all-star break. They're going to spend time with their families. They're going to come back. They're going to sweep the, the guardians. And they went what 12 and 11 over that, the 23 game stretch or yeah. whatever it was like just what we've been saying all podcasts, just, one little bit above mediocrity. Yep. It's it, it and it's 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 Jerry Reinsdorf's mantra. He's been quoted as saying that it, I don't know if it was supposed to go public, but I think I think it was a Bob Nightingale piece um, that he would prefer his teams to finish in second place because it's enough to keep you want you coming to keep you coming back, but not enough to drive you away. That's dirty. That's and dirty. This is exactly what they are. It's it's. It shows in the monetary resources that he provides Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn in the offseason at the deadline. It shows that he wants a championship, but on his terms and on a budget. And with Josh Harrison at second base instead of fucking Trey Turner. Right. You know? And, and the, thing, the thing is this, though, Shane, we're using the same checking account analogy. Dude, you got money in there. It's exactly. not like you're. It's not like you're Jerry you're, Reinsdorf. You're Jerry Reinsdorf. You've been making money hand over fist for freaking decades, bro. It's like, like, at, at, what are you trying to do? Take that money with you? At some point, you got to give some of it up. It's like you can't tell me that you're trying to still be in the black this year when you, you know, when you've been in the black all these other, you know, the, for the last ten years. It's like, dude, it's okay to take a loss once in a while. It's not gonna. You're like Scrooge McDuck swimming in your money right now. It's like it's okay, bro. Let some of it go. And when you're looking at some of these other teams that are going to be playing at the beginning of the month. You know, we're going Kansas City, Texas, Kansas City. Kansas City, Texas, Kansas City. Like, that sounds like a dream. It should be 10 wins. It should be. That's like, that's like a dream scenario right there. And then, then you go to Detroit after that for three. So it's like the first half of August, like, if you're the Sox, you sh- you're dreaming for that. But you can't go into those games, Shane. And this is how I feel like they, they go into these games like, all right. We got this. This is where we're. This is where we're going to do it at. We I don't got even know this. if they do anymore, Gabe. That's that's the problem. I don't know if they have the confidence to tell themselves we should beat the shit out of the Royals, Rangers, and Tigers. Right. I, I don't know if they have that confidence. I don't know if there's somebody in that dugout in the clubhouse 
making sure that they believe they are right. who we know they are, not who they've been playing. At. Which is odd, though, because if you're thinking if you're if you're in the dugout and you're a position player, you got to be confident in Cease, Kopech, Giolito, Cueto. And if you're those guys, you got to be confident in Eloy, Jose, you know, Luis Robert, Andrew Vaughn to get you your runs that you need. So it's I, I, that's the part that I feel like is there's a disconnect there because that's the only thing I could see. Are they not believing in each other? Because they, I'm sure they have self-confidence. So then it's like, what, what, you know, Kansas City, don't you? And you got to want to go to the playoffs. You got to like, you know, you got some pride in there. You can't want to miss the playoffs and then say to yourself, damn, we really suck and missed an opportunity. God, is it because there's not any who, who's in there has won a championship? Who's on our roster? Is there anyone on our roster that's won a championship? No, right? No. Lance Lynn, did he win one? No. So there's so there's, okay. So I think we're I think we're seeing something right. Here. Maybe that's the move we need to make at the trade deadline. Joe Kelly, did he, he won one, right? Oh yeah, Joe Kelly got one okay. in Houston. Joe he? Kelly and LA. Okay, yeah. But he's a but he. I know you love him because you had him on your show, but like he don't give a fuck. He made his money and he's like whatever. He's not gonna go rally the guys, but we need someone that like wants to get back to that promised land or, or at least to 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 get that feeling back. Whereas I feel like Joe Kelly might might have been like, I just want my check now. You know what I mean? If you like what you're hearing, and I don't know why you wouldn't like it, remember to subscribe to the Southsiders podcast feed anywhere you get your podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever the hell you want to listen to it. So series preview for the A's. It's It should line up pretty darn well. It's Lance Lynn, it's Johnny Cueto, it's Dylan Cease. Like, it should be, and I we, you know, my therapist tells me I have to stop using the word should especially mm. like self-referentially why why yeah so like when you're talking about self for like saying should feel this way or i should be doing this there should be no shoulds there's no shoulds it's either you want to do it or you don't want to do it you know mm. does that make sense i love that so I'm, I'm trying to avoid using the word should like the white Sox should beat the a's all three right. games with those three pitchers on the mound but they probably won't mm. um I still have a series sweep. What do you have? Yeah, dude. First of all, I'm I'm kind of like you when it comes to to sporting, specifically with baseball. Like their starting pitcher, James Capriellen, never heard of him in my life. But yeah, I mean, he's, one, he's, one, <laughs> he's one in five. I can look at stats though. I'm a good researcher. He's one in five. Got a, just below five ERA. And and one thing that I look at, you know, I'm a gambling man, Shane. And one thing that I look at when I'm actually going in and trying to see like where the favorite should be. I look at uh, strikeouts to walk that ratio right there. And Lance Lynn, even though he's one in three, 41 Ks, 10 walks. That's a really good ratio. This guy, James K 49 strikeouts, 34 walks, 34 walks. So that's a horrible ratio. If you don't even have two to one, like we should be crushing you. And then, but those kinds of things is like, you gotta be looking at their bullpen. Like is, is he lefty left or righty? This, uh, this guy they're throwing tonight, James K uh let me look at his bio this is great again if why would you not want to listen to this podcast he's a righty so you know he only makes 700k a year we got to crush this guy (laughs) i look at a lot of these (laughs) yeah i really look at a lot but but number 16 pick first round pick 16th pick in 2015 so should be coming into his own but hopefully not against the white Sox. but yeah i look at the ratio so that one that one i got i got us a win lance lynn uh, he likes to pitch he pitches well on the west coast we yeah. know that he puts his well on the West Coast. It's in Coast. Chicago. Is it? Yeah, it's oh, here. At, it's here this weekend. 
I clicked on the uh, Oakland A's. He pitches well against teams from the West Coast. I think that's what you meant to say. It's exactly what I meant to say. Yeah, I got you. I and then, you. all right, so then tomorrow's game, you said it's it's Cueto on the bump. It's Cueto tomorrow. That should be a win. And then it's Cease on Sunday. That should be a win. Cease on a Sunday is always a win. He yeah, loves pitching on a Sunday. That's just like, yeah. that's his jam. He's going to be in those Sunday 83s. He's oh, just going to mow him down on Sunday. That's, that's his jam right there. You know, been, you know what's been weird? I've been watching Cease pitch a lot lately. And that little like extended leg kick after the release, it, it, it throws me off a little bit. Like I want so badass. You I think it's better? So badass. Yeah. I, I just especially I keep, on a strikeout. Yeah, yeah. Cause then he leaves it up there. It's like a little like a hesitation with the leg kick. But I guess in my mind, as I'm like, are you gonna be able to feel the fucking bunt? <laughs> Nobody bunts. <laughs> but that's all I think about. I don't know why. I look at the leg yeah. kick and I'm like, you're you're veering to first base side, and they bunt to third. You're never gonna get there in a million years. But I trust like, you on Moncada charging. Okay. I do too. Hit, how about let's give some love to Yoan Mankata over the last month? Man. Absolutely, let's Absolutely. give some Since love. Since he's changed his shoes co- shoe color, he's rotating yeah. between those bright yellows and the and bright pinks. pinks. He's been yeah. on a tear. <laughs> I love it, dude. What I, do you I, have this weekend? Who do you who do you have? What's the series result this weekend? The idiot Sox fan in me is saying sweep. Yep, because they but will. The, but the smart fan is saying two out of three. Either Cueto or Lance Lynn, one of those guys, is not going to pitch to perfection. And it's going to end up in the bullpen. And obviously with our arms struggling like they are, teams want to play hard against the Sox. I don't know what the fuck it is. Like they want to prove that they're better than them. Instead of just rolling over, which no team seems to be doing against us, like they all want to play extra hard. Like we suck, but hey, this is a measuring stick for us. Like how, you know, are we better than this team? And I feel like we're getting every team's best, whether it's the Rockies, whether it's the A's, whether it's, Texas, I feel like all these teams that are that are not in first place use this as a measuring stick. And then when we go play the the Yankees, when we go play these top tier teams, they look at us like we're bums, and then we use them as measuring sticks. So it's like that weird conundrum that that they're in between a rock and a hard place where they just they can't get themselves to believe in themselves and just play like the first place team that they are. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. I don't know. What so you have two out of three. I have a series sweep. Um, this has been the Southsiders podcast, Southsiders 670 on Twitter, Southsiders 670 on Instagram. You can email us, Southsiders670 at Gmail. we got to push that a little bit harder and actually get some questions. So on our next yeah. episode, we can do like a mailbag. Um, I'm Shane Reardon. You can find me on Twitter at Shane underscore Reardon, Instagram at Shane's Meet. And Gabe is at Chicago Gabe on all the platforms. Uh, do you have the Chicago Fire thing this weekend? The soccer camp, or is that Wednesday? The soccer camp, actually, it was on Wednesday. It just it passed. was on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. you hosted with us Monday when we talked yeah. about it. It was this past Wednesday. But I'm going, go? um, it rained right in the middle, so we had yeah. to cut it short. That was tough. Okay. Um, but I'm going to the game Saturday. Okay. I don't great. know. I don't know why I'm going to Soldier Field in the middle of Lollapalooza. Are you going to Lollapalooza? Yeah. No. Yeah. Right. Exactly. No, I'm uh, not 14 or a drug addict, <laughs> so I will be. <laughs> avoiding Lollapalooza. Shout out to everybody that is going, though. Make sure you, you, you enjoy that seven-mile walk yeah, <laughs> to, to the parking back. All right, we out. All right, Gabe, talk to you later. Have a great weekend. Thank you to our producer, Tyler, as well. Have a great weekend, everybody.